0: Hey, everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well, Beautiful Woman, where we help women to heal, to live joyfully, and have immense success on their business journey. I am so delighted that you have tuned into our podcast today. If you're joining us for the very first time, just want you to get to know Be Well, Beautiful Woman a little bit more. You know, our as I said before, our work is all about those three things and everything we do feeds back to that. So we have, of course, you know, our podcast, we do retreats, we have a Love and Forgiveness Summit that's coming up, which I'm gonna talk about in just a minute. And the guest that we have today is actually gonna be on the lineup. So I'm so excited to give you a taste of that event that's going to be happening January 25th through the 29th. In addition to that, we provide you with lots of wellness support in the realm of counseling and tapping and Reiki. Um, And speaking of that, our guest is also a Reiki master. And so with that, if you want to learn more about our work, make sure that you visit us at bewellbeautifulwoman.com. Follow us on Instagram at the letter Be Well Beautiful and make sure that you like our Facebook page, Be Well Beautiful Woman. So let me give you exactly what you came for um, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Dr. Erica Matluck is a modern medicine woman and the co-creator of Seven Senses, a holistic framework for healing and transformation. She is trained as a naturopathic doctor, family nurse practitioner, Reiki master and multidisciplinary yoga instructor. Combining over a decade of experience working in conventional and alternative medicine, she brings a truly holistic lens to well being, addressing the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. In addition to that, ancient wisdom and Eastern philosophy thread through all of her work, which has been featured in Harper's Bazaar, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, Vogue, and Women's Health. Erica, thank you so much for saying yes to this and our love and forgiveness series.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Erica, we're going to just dive right in, and I'm going to call you Erica, and probably Dr. Erica. I'll go between those two things. And you have such a um, eclectic background, right, in all things wellness, and it's been you know, a hell of a journey. And so I would love for you to speak to how is it that you landed on um, Seven Senses and really all the work that you do right now?
1: Great question, and I'll, I'll try and be brief. My journey has been a long one and I became really interested in healing at a really young age first for personal reasons when we lost my mother to lung cancer when I was 11. And what that really sparked for me was both a curiosity about spirituality, this question of of where did she go at a very young age, and also a question about healing. A few years later, I fell in love for the first time And my high school boyfriend's father had been diagnosed with a different kind of cancer. And he ended up traveling south to Mexico and doing some alternative treatments and going into remission. So it really raised this question for me about how people in other cultures and around the world heal. And so that really is sort of like the foundation of, of what has become for me, seven senses today. I've worked in a lot of, with, with healing in a lot of different capacities. I've learned from a lot of different types of teachers and perspectives, from you know a five year naturopathic medical program to a master's degree in nursing, to my Reiki mastership and and hundreds and hundreds of hours of yoga instruction. And, uh, you know, and then to, to distant lands, I've spent quite a bit of time in the Amazon in Peru and the Himalayas in India, and really just to be a student, you know, and to really learn how other people around the world approach healing because I knew from a very young age that this sort of like conventional Western approach didn't fully resonate for me. And I spent a lot of my career, you know, like expressing different parts of myself. And this is something you and I talked a lot about personally before, we d- we decided to collaborate on this summit. And and so I know you can relate where it's like, you know, you explore these different parts of you. And I explored myself as a healer in a lot of different environments and through a lot of different perspectives. And I really didn't know as I was moving along through my career in my life, how and if I would ever synthesize all of these different learnings and experience And then one day it happened. (laughs) And in 2018, after spending about a decade working in the conventional healthcare system, sort of acting as a bridge, as a a provider that really was very inclusive of bringing in other perspectives and modalities and treatments into the the conventional insurance-based system, I sort of started having these aha moments where I could see how the different perspectives that had impacted me both personally and as a a healer or as a facilitator of healing sort of came together into what I now refer to as the holistic self. And it's been a really, really incredible last few years for me as I've moved into this phase of synthesizing uh, all of my learnings and experience from the past into what is now seven senses.
0: Yeah, so I love this because we know like just the number seven and and um, I, I know you can appreciate this uh, being familiar with numerology, like it's, you know, at the seven, eight, nine level, right? Is it really about you are at a point in your life where you can start manifesting rapidly, right? When you talk about being the student and um, having that student mindset, and once we get to that seven, eight, so the fact that your business is called Seven Senses uh, is really, Uh, Even though that wasn't a connection, I I feel like I'm having this connection right now where it's like, wow, you know, you were the student for and a leader, of course, and, and touching people's lives. But then you got an opportunity to put it all together and you trusted your journey. Right. And so now the journey now the source is supporting you in creating this flow because all of those experiences collectively needed to happen in order for you to be here. And now, like, you know, you're in this flow state, which is so beautiful because a lot of times people question um, the winding path, right? And versus, gosh, you know, I'm, my life is really built around this idea that I, I should, have a lot of different interests right like when we think about serial entrepreneurs or people that we really aspire maybe to 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 be and when i say aspire to be like not from a sense of separation um but the, our gurus of the world whatever that looks like they have a lot of different things that they've touched or a lot of different things that they do but it all leads back to this one mission, right. And everything that they do, and it may still be separate, whereas you've had the good fortune to integrate it all in together and to give the gift of the world, your gifts of all that you've acquired, which, um, I'm, I'm assuming in the world that you live in, um, and work in you're, you're really still kind of on an Island, you know, even in 2021. Um, so what, what are your, what's your sense about that?
1: I think it's a, that I I love all of that, and I think it's a really good question. I'm I'm really really excited about what the, a lot that is happening culturally. In, in medicine and health, actually. And, you know, I remember when I started working in conventional medicine. And even in my early years, I had a sort of a tendency to want to give people non pharmacologic options. And I remember in, in 2012, uh, patients. You know, getting really frustrated with me that I didn't want to just sort of write them as annex and send them on their way. And, and I talked to people about meditation and they walked out of my office disappointed and angry. And I think what was really important about that phase of my career is that what is always true when you're in the role of some kind of teacher or or facilitator of healing is that you don't like the 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 right thing to do is not always what someone wants to hear Mm -hmm. and each one of us I really do believe like carries a different medicine we carry a different perspective and a different lens and we see different things you know and and if you and I shared a client or a patient Uh, we would see different things and we would have different healing paths for them, not because one of us is wrong or right or better than the other, but because we each sort of carry a different medicine and What happened for me over the course of then, like the next decade, is more and more people just started coming to me wanting alternatives to prescriptions, wanting to learn to meditate, wanting to learn about uh, lifestyle changes that they could make to be more empowered in their health. And so I imagine, you know, in in people working in different fields of of health and wellness right now are are seeing very different things. But in response to your question, I feel like we're very much moving into a more, more sort of empowered experience of health, culturally, at least in the West and in the United States where the majority of my work takes place. And that greatly excites me.
0: Yeah, so I love this because the, there's a there's a really important lesson in here, right? When you first started on your journey, you were an outlier in many ways, right? No, it sounds like um, many people, as you describe, weren't really open to receiving this other way of healing. Um, and what I believe is that you, the shift that you're talking about um, is, is a part of you laying a foundation that you know to be the right foundation for what you were born to do and how you were born to serve. And the, I think this is critical because a lot of times what happens is, is that when things are coming into our pathway that on the surface appears to be resistance to our pathway, we may, be, we may venture off that pathway prematurely right? Because Mm -hmm. we're afraid that people were too weird or nobody's going to get this idea or it's it's black. Now, of course, you're a Reiki master and and all of that. I don't know if you were at that time. And so, you know, you you and I are aligned on a lot of things associated with my, in many, many ways, right? And I feel like this summit in general is the most aligned summit. And part of that is because I'm the most aligned in my life, right? Mm -hmm. But I would have, if you would have asked me a year ago, (laughs) right, Um, was this the right move for me? I, I, I I would have questioned, right? Because there was a lot of resistance to the pathway. And I got into a flow state at the time when I shifted in my thinking and this whole question around like, would I do this work regardless of who I get to touch? regardless of who reads my stuff, regardless of who likes my stuff. And so I, I think this is so important because a lot of times we, we, re- we believe that success comes instantly, that if we put it out there and if it's not met with support, then it, it makes us question it. And this is why I like that intrinsic work and really being anchored in our own truths is so important because we, if, if we walk away prematurely, that could be the very time that things are going to start to shift for us.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so well said and I think trust is really what it comes down to. And trusting in those moments, where I mean, I totally agree with you that the winding path can be really challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, there are so many unknowns; you don't know where it's going. Especially, you know, in the in the context that we're talking about, at least for me, one of the challenges I had in the early times in my career was that I couldn't really find a mentor. Like I couldn't really find anyone who took a path that I really wanted to take. I could find a lot of people that were doing things the way I didn't want to do them. And by all means, those were some of my greatest teachers because I never would have found my way if it weren't modeled to me like what what isn't aligned or what isn't a fit for me. But it's challenging when like you're new and you're learning and you're trying to synthesize all these things and there are no examples or models of people in your life who are doing it the way you want to do it so you really do have to sort of like walk that winding path and trust that it's going somewhere and i think a piece of that too is letting go of of when the outcome arises, you know, you're talking a lot about the flow state and like getting to this point of realization that I think you and I are both in now where it feels really good. And we feel really, really aligned with the work that we're doing in the world. But of course, to get there, it required a lot of time, really not knowing if that moment was ever going to come. And that's like, to me, that is the healing path. You know, that is the work. It's sort of like, can you keep going and keep trusting yourself when you know it's right? And yet there's no end in sight or the the, the desired outcome is not necessarily, uh, you know, in the foreseeable future, if ever.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good because you know, what, what you've just described is how we manifest, right? And I've been focusing a lot on um, just this, not an idea, right? The, the universal principle that we co-create our lives and everything in our lives is a manifestation of what we've created. And if we want to change our lives, if we want to get to that place of, of flow, as you talked about, it's important, right? We we, we ask, we labor, and we wait without mm-hmm. any attachment to an outcome, right? Because we don't know, and a, and a lot of times if we have in our minds, like it's got to look this way, the, the source, the spirit, the universe, God, whatever we want to call it, is essentially, um, they probably have a better idea of what that is, what our highest healing and highest good is. And I can say this, of course, to you because we're both Reiki masters, right? And so understanding that the the universe is conspiring to give us what we want all the time, but they're waiting, right? It's it's, like, I'm waiting, create, co-create something with me um, and not be attached to the outcome. And so I, I just, I think this is so critically important but then the other thing I want to say really quickly before we talk about the summit is I, I I so appreciated what you said too about how you didn't have guide like a physical guidance right to help you to craft this master plan um, that you are so beautifully putting in the world right now right and a lot of times this is where we have to be so careful about relying on. Um, the sacred masculine to be our soul guide, right? Uh, the, the sacred masculine, as we both know, is really the action steps that are rooted in the divine feminine in our essence, in our state of being. And there's a quote that I use a lot that says something to the effect of, you know, when we when we trust ourselves, we know how to live. And so, anybody mm-hmm. out there who is feeling the same way. That, that you just articulated, always remember that you may be the first to create it. Um, and with the support of the spirit, and as you continue to put yourself out there, set your intention, wait on the, the universe to show up for you with no attachment, that is the secret ingredient to to not only getting what you want, but enjoying the journey as you're on it. Because oftentimes, you know, we when we think about the entrepreneurial journey, we think it's just all grit, all sweat, all yeah. I mean, there's some of that, but the most optimal way is is for us to enjoy the journey. Well, the in order for us to enjoy it. Um, we have to be able to bask in it. We have to be present in it. We have to trust, we have to seek. So that was just so powerful. Um, what you shared.
1: I also, you know, I love the way you you're talking about the masculine and the feminine too. And, and a way that I often talk about this too, is just through, through balance. And I think what you're really getting to is like, is how important the balance is, right? Like we're both the creator and the created. Yeah. And we're both like, we both have agency, you know and we can take action to manifest and create the things we want in our lives. And then there's also an element of us that doesn't have control, right? That, that piece of us that's sort of like, one with source and needs to trust and surrender to the timing. And I think ultimately finding these these places where we're really at peace is about balancing those two principles which really is the masculine and the feminine it's the passive and the receptive principles or or the shiva and the shakti or the yin and the yang you know so many different ways to talk about these these sort of oppositional forces but uh I think that that you're getting to that. And it's like it's it's a really important concept just in the art of living. Wow. <laughs> Is like, how do we both honor the fact that we do have agency and we do have free will and we do have the ability to to push and control and create and and do. But we also have to balance that with the being and, and receiving the, the fruits of our labor and surrendering to the, the things that we don't have direct control of and trusting them even when we can't see when they're going. And that's really just, you know, that's the work. <laughs> We're all on that journey.
0: Absolutely, oh gosh, this is so good. So. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about wellness before we give folks a taste of what they can expect um, during your workshop, which I am super geeked about. Um, so talk to us about how you care for yourself. I mean, there are you, you wear so many hats and, um, you know, you're, you're just dynamic. And so um, how do you put yourself first in the midst of everything and, and why is it so important?
1: It's a good question. I mean, I think for me, it's it's such an interesting time for me to be answering this question because, as you know, I'm also pregnant right now. So, my I how I take care of myself has actually been forced to change a lot in these last twenty eight weeks. Whereas, you know, I I always sort of think of self care as a holistic concept. And for me, that means that I'm acknowledging the physical aspects of myself, the mental or my thoughts and my beliefs, the emotional state, and then spiritually, really like the, the sense of meaning and being connected to something that's greater than myself. And for me, self a lot of self-care comes down to awareness. It comes down to, because, it's pretty rare that we're in perfect balance. You know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're, there's so much change happening environmentally, both inside the body, outside the body, life circumstances that I, I accept as a human being, I'm always in pursuit of balance and I'm rarely actually there, you know, I'm, I'm usually just staying aware, looking for the cues, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, to tell me if I've lost my way. And then I'm engaging with that and saying, okay, how do I get back to, to that place of of feeling aligned and feeling good and feeling connected? And so that what that looks like in practice can be so variable it can have it can be my yoga practice or or my exercise it can be my diet it can be my relationship with my partner it can be getting into nature um there are so many tools but for me when i think about self-care and i feel this way also just in regard to to the the work of healing in general, it's been really important for me in in recent years to sort of move away from from modalities as a path to well being, and more come back to modalities as tools for that sense of alignment or that sense of balance. Uh, but you know, in this this unique time as a woman, where I'm pregnant and growing another human being, a big part of what self-care has been for me is like really slowing down. Um, You know, conveniently, we're also in the midst of a pandemic, which has forced a lot of us to slow down. But I really had to adapt, you know, like what my yoga practice looks like, what my exercise patterns look like. My body can't really do the same thing. And so, a big piece of wellness for me right now is acceptance. It's really just like accepting that this is where I am and, and, This is what it takes to carry life, which is an incredibly beautiful thing. And um, what I need to do to maintain balance and stay well is is changing like every week.
0: That was such a beautiful, comprehensive um, answer that may have been the best um, response that I've heard from someone regarding wellness practices. And it really affirms um, that you approach your work from, I mean, it was a holistic answer, right? And I love that you're not prescriptive about what you need and you have this level of awareness that um, I'm gonna give my body whatever I need based on what I can give it, based on where I'm at in my life. And no matter who we are or, or where we're at in our lives, I think approaching wellness from that perspective and knowing that these ways of practicing are simply that, just practices. And we have these practices in our toolbox that we can use at any given time as we're being called to lean in. And and so I love what you said too about the fact that we're never really in balance. And so I think a lot of times people want an arrival point, right? So if I do this, then I'm gonna get this. But the reality is, is that even gurus can fall, right? Even people mm-hmm. who pontificate about the stuff that we're, the very thing we're talking about right now, write about it, are on stages talking about it because the moment that um, ego interferes with, with and, and any of us can do that, I have a hundred reframes that I do in a given day where my ego is is rising up, which ego and fear, as we know, one in the same, um, and it gives me a choice to lean into love. And my practices that I use um, at, that are in, at my disposal really help to create a foundation. So I'm more resilient um, in these times of struggle so that I don't have to practice as much. But if we eliminate the practice altogether, then we're gonna eventually go right back to the way that things were in our lives, right? Um, and so there, there is no arrival point when it comes to this stuff, there's only the journey. There's only the journey. So that was just, oh, oh I wish I could just hug you right now. Virtual hug, Dr. Erica. All right, so as we get ready to wrap up, um, you are going to be doing a um, beautiful offering called A Holistic Journey to the Heart. Um, You are going to be with us the very first day. So I love that you're kicking us off and just give people a taste of what they can expect during this 50 minute workshop.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, they can definitely expect a holistic experience. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In case you (laughs) haven't noticed, that is very much a theme for me. And one of the, the, Things I really like to use in my work is the guidance of the chakra system and you know mostly as sort of an orientation to the self and because the chakras, they each come with this, these sets of themes and we can sort of weave those themes through the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual experience. And so what we're gonna go, the journey we're going to take together is a journey through the lower three chakras into the heart and we're going to explore Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, what that, what love feels like through these different lenses, through these different frequencies, not because one is better than the other, but because opening the heart, truly opening the heart, is no easy feat. It takes a lot of courage. And what love looks like at the level of, say, the root chakra is really feeling safe and creating trust, cultivating trust. And what love looks like at the level of the sacral chakra is much more about non-attachment and really like being able to be with ourselves and our loved ones when we're in pain or disappointment or or struggling in some way. And rather than sort of diving in and trying to solve those problems for each other, we really learn to hold space And then what that love looks like at the level of the solar plexus is like a a true radical acceptance of the self and really welcoming back in all of those parts of ourselves that have been in hiding the vulnerabilities, the insecurities, the things that we're ashamed of and inviting them back in so we can be more whole, so we can find a sense of empowerment. And the way I see it, understanding love in these forms is sort of like the prerequisite to really being able to open the heart and whether we want to define opening the heart as the experience of self love or we want to talk about it as the experience of receptivity and compassion. um, Is is all the same to me, but what i want the journey we're going to go on is like really sort of understanding these different expressions of love and how to distinguish what it feels like what one or another feels like physically versus mentally emotionally and spiritually so that's what we're going to do it'll be a mix of talking some practice some guided embodiment exercises And I'm hoping it's that the the outcome is that everyone feels a a little bit more connected and aware to what form of love they want to
0: develop for themselves right now. Oh my gosh, I am just, uh, I was excited before, I'm like even more excited now and I'm, I'm truly, truly, looking forward to this. I know it's going to be deeply transformational for people. Uh, and I, I just thank you again, Just, just I have, I'm just full, I'm full. Doc, I wanna make sure that folks can stay in touch with you because I know that they're gonna to wanna to do that. So how can they go about doing that?
1: They can come through my website, which is www.experience7senses.com. And it's all spelled out. Even the seven is, is S-E-V-E-N. And I'm also pretty active on Instagram, which the handle is experience7senses. And I always respond to people. So I invite any communication through either of those avenues
0: yeah that's so great thank you again um you have just gifted me with your presence and um yeah i'm like i said i'm full so be well beautiful woman community you heard it here dr erica is going to be in the building from experience seven senses offering a holistic journey to the heart on monday january 25th from 3 to 4 15 p.m the summit is completely free. You have an opportunity to attend Her Beautiful Workshop and eight additional workshops for the summit. So please, please, please join us for one or all of them. Um, and if you wanna reach out to us, you can do so directly. Uh, once again, we're at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com and at, at Instagram at the letter Be well beautiful. And you can also message us at our Facebook page at Be Well Beautiful Woman. Until next time, everybody, Ashe.